Hello, hello, everybody. Great to be here with you guys today. This is Kate. I am recording solo today. Another food for thought episode, seven practical tips that will drastically change your health. Food for thought episodes are designed to be 10, 15-ish minutes where I'm giving you straight facts, tips, or journal prompts to chew on, no pun intended, uh, to help you better understand your relationship to food and your own personal health goals. So if there is ever a point that I make in a food for thought episode that you want me to expand on or you have more questions about, I invite you to do so in our direct messages on Instagram, nutrition.awareness on Instagram. If I say something here that you want more clarity on or want to talk about, please let me know and that's where you and I can chat. I'm going to jump right in with number one and that is that walking is a great exercise and you don't have to jog or do any sprinting or crazy aerobic activity to get the results that you want. This is a practical tip that I see drastically change a lot of people's attitude towards exercise and their physical well-being. Walking is great because for somebody who maybe uh, has low motivation to exercise, is starting from zero, recovering from kind of some kind of injury, or noticing that maybe around their menstrual cycle, she's just not very motivated to do the same kind of training that she had been doing other times of the month, walking is excellent. In fact, when you walk for 30 to 40 minutes in zone two, you start to tap into your fat burning stores. Zone two is a heart rate zone where you're walking at a pace uh, that you can comfortably hold a conversation at, but let's say somebody called you on the phone and you were chatting while walking in zone two, they would be able to tell that you're moving. You're a little bit breathy, but you're not overexerting yourself, where a jog would be more zone three. And that's more of aerobic exercise, which has its own benefits, but we're talking about the benefits of a low impact, long walk for 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes. It's a great thing to do to improve your cardiovascular health, as well as burn fat stores if that's your goal. Of course, paired with diet, it's not just gonna work on its own. So if you're feeling a lot of pressure to do a lot of intense exercise, don't. Start with walking a few days a week for as long as you can go. Build up from there and see where your exercise journey takes you. Similar to number one, my second tip is be in the sun as much as you can with SPF protection. It does more than you think. So if you can walk outside in the sun, stand in the sun, work in the sun, lay in the sun, it can help with depression and anxiety. It can also help with your circadian rhythm, which helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up at an appropriate time. Why does this matter when it comes to food and weight and, well, health? If we're feeling stressed or anxious or if we're sleep deprived, we are awake at night and sleeping during the day or in an office all day, that can negatively impact our food choices. Just imagine when you're feeling cooped up inside there's nothing to give you uh, any dopamine. There's dopamine, there's no fun, there's nothing that makes you feel refreshed. You might turn to food or sugary beverages to get some kind of dopamine or to give you some relief. 
If you're feeling stressed and anxious, food is one of those things that a lot of people just gravitate towards. So try going out in the sun or driving with your windows down, blasting music, something to get you that ray of sunshine. And I understand that I'm coming from a place where I live in sunshine. I'm in a tropical climate here in Florida, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. Taking vitamin D with breakfast can really help you lower those risks of anxiety and depression. In fact, it's recommended in a lot of cold climates that everyone takes a vitamin D supplement, even if you're outside a lot during the warmer months. All you need is just a drugstore vitamin D, 2000 to 10,000 IU, depending on your needs to get you your vitamin D dose. Of course, it always is recommended that you go to a physician, get your vitamin D labs drawn, If you are within the normal range, great. I still recommend taking a vitamin D supplement on that lower end of 2000 IU most days to make sure that you keep those stores up when it gets a little bit more dark and cloudy outside. And uh, if you're on the lower end of normal or out of the normal range, of course, supplementation and your doctor can give you more insight. The third tip for a drastically healthier lifestyle uh, is having the mentality that something is better than nothing. And I want you to replace the all or nothing mindset with something is better than nothing. When I have all or nothing clients working to establish a meal prep practice or a morning routine, I have them set a low bar for themselves, which might seem a little counterintuitive, but this means instead of telling yourself that you're going to do 30 minutes of yoga every morning, six days a week, I'd rather you aim for just three minutes, six days a week. That way, on those days where you wake up and you're really not feeling motivated to do yoga, doing just three minutes seems a lot less daunting than 30 minutes. And once you start, once you sit down on your mat or start stretching for three minutes, it's much more likely that you're going to go for another five, 10, 15, or 27 minutes. And this is something and it's better than nothing. Plus, it gets you in the habit of an established yoga practice and yields more total minutes of yoga over time versus saying, I'm going to do 30 minutes every day. And then when you don't do it, for whatever reason, you feel like a failure and give up. This is also similar to any kind of health habit. Let's take meal prep. A lot of people want to start by meal prepping all of their lunches on Sunday and all of their dinners. No, let's just start at the very least washing and prepping some vegetables for snacking. Or if that's too easy for you, just make one meal instead of all three if you're not feeling motivated. There will be those days where you can do it all and that's great, amazing. I have those days too. And then there are other days where just prepping some overnight oats and mason jars, all you've got the time and will to do, and that's something. And maybe once you get started, you'll do more, or maybe you won't, but you'll still have something, and we can figure out how to meal prep those other meals later in the week. All right, guys, it is a brand new year, which means I don't want you guys using the same old yo-yo diet, restrictive eating tactics to reach your goals in 2024. Whether you want to lose weight, build muscle, improve your diet, or even if you're utilizing a weight loss injection like Ozempic or Monjaro, 
you don't want to go too extreme in the very beginning of the year because often that means falling flat on your face and ending up right where you started sometime in February or March. I want you to be able to achieve your goals for the long haul. And for a lot of people, that sounds really overwhelming, especially doing it on their own. So for over a decade, dietitians like me at Nutrition Awareness have been helping clients reject the quick fix diet mentality and reach their health goals the fun, non-restrictive, sustainable way. However, we noticed that a lot of our clients wanted a little extra support and love between sessions, especially when they were encountering those tricky situations like dining out, vacations, work travel, on the go or on the fly eating decisions, and planning ahead. I call those test days. A lot of us can eat really healthy when we are in our normal routine, but when we're out in the real world, how do we stick to our goals? So at Nutrition Awareness, we wanted to provide some kind of support to help people who wanted a little extra accountability and more motivation during these test days. Thus, our daily accountability program, DAP or DAP, was born. DAP has become our signature coaching program for those who are ready to transform their relationship with food and their body, enhance their knowledge about the complex world of nutrition, and achieve their long-term goals once and for all. Once you commit to DAP, you are signing up for 30 days of relentless support. That's right, we talk every day for 30 days. That way, no matter what situation you encounter, you're going to have your dietitian in your back pocket to help you make the best decisions based on your personalized eating and wellness plan. We also help you bust through old excuses that previously held you back and push yourself to create lifelong healthy habits that you will maintain and sustain even after you graduate from coaching with DAP. With the help of your registered dietitian, you'll set targeted goals and take action day after day to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. Whether you need help with meal prepping and planning, accountability with eating healthy on the go or in the workplace, or cheerleader when you just don't feel like crushing your workout goals, DAP is for you. The first step of the daily accountability program is to apply. After reviewing your application, which I'm going to link in the show notes, your preferred dietitian, me, Megan, Serena, Allie, at Nutrition Awareness will reach out to schedule an initial consultation. During this one-hour virtual or in-person consultation, if you're local to Orlando, your dietitian will get to know your needs, struggles, and most importantly, your ultimate goals, your vision for what you want your health to look like. Together, we'll create a game plan of what you need to do and how to do it. Every recommendation from your dietitian is customized to you and your lifestyle. You're never talking to a robot. There's no automated response. You're talking to a real human who knows you and wants you to succeed. At the end of this session, we'll decide together if DAP is right for you. If you love that one session, you got everything you need, then maybe our coaching ends there, or maybe you go towards a more traditional approach to coaching where we chat for 30 minutes every two to four weeks for a certain period of time, just to make sure that no matter what you do, you reach your goals. If you decide to do DAP, you and your dietitian will connect 
every single day for at least 30 days via audio, video, or text communication on our designated platform that is no cost for you to download. Anytime you need help or have a question, you can reach out to your dietitian on the platform and receive feedback from your dietitian within the same day. See, we make it really hard to fail. And if you're not willing to show up that day, we're just going to meet you halfway and make sure you do something to get you at least 1% closer to your goals. We are all about building healthy habits that will last you a lifetime. We want you to get results and sustain them and feel confident that you can sustain them even without us. If you want to apply, you need to visit nutritionawareness.com or visit the link below. I'm going to give you the direct application to the DAP application. It'll take you about five to 10 minutes to fill out. It's very simple. And within 24 hours or one business day, a dietitian will reach out to you and help you get started on the next steps after reviewing your application and making sure you're a good fit. If you're not sure about DAP, but you want to explore our other coaching options, feel free to visit nutritionawareness.com backslash coaching to learn more. And of course, if you have questions, feel free to shoot us an email listed on our website or a direct message at Nutrition Awareness Instagram. Habit number four, building muscle via weight training or strength training. Man, I cannot begin to tell you the short-term and long-term benefits of going to a gym and doing some kind of strength training or doing a class that helps you build muscle tissue. It will drastically change your health. You know what? I'll get into it. I'll tell you some of the short-term benefits. First of all, you feel like a badass after a workout. I mean, going in the gym and lifting weights that challenge you makes you feel awesome. It boosts your mood. It improves your sleep. And then the long-term benefits, it builds muscle, which improves your metabolism. That helps with fat loss. And what I'm currently obsessed with is posture. It can help with longevity. It improves your bone density. Very important for women. It can strengthen your heart and your self-confidence. I mean, imagine a few days a week, every week, over time, going in the gym, accomplishing something hard, you're going to feel pretty dang good about yourself. And if you're trying to change your body physically, which many people who lift are, then that's also going to boost your confidence. I recommend that most people do three to five days of strength training or lifting. If you're doing some kind of cross training, like you already do Pilates, yoga, or aerobic training a few times a week, uh, then lifting at least two or three times is a great goal. Tip number five goes along with number four, which is upping your protein intake. It's essential. In fact, uh, I just chatted with a client, and I might have talked about this on episode 153, uh, who was eating less than 100 grams of protein per day. And she thought that 100 grams was a lot. However, we figured out very quickly that by aiming for closer to 120 grams of protein, she felt way more satisfied, had less cravings, was feeling really, really good about her choices because she was feeling full and satiated by eating more protein. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to eat 120 grams of protein. It might be less and it might be more. Only a dietitian can really help you understand 
what your protein needs are. But if you are feeling chronically hungry, you're having cravings, maybe you're in the gym busting your butt and you're not seeing any muscle progression, you're not getting stronger, you're not seeing that definition, you do want to look at your total protein intake and consider increasing it by a certain percentage. Here's what I'll tell most people to start. You need at least 20 to 40 grams of protein per meal three times a day minimum. I mean, eating just 20 grams of protein three times a day is honestly too low for most adults. So I want you to aim closer to that 40 grams if you're just having three meals per day. If you're having snacks, it's a lot easier to dose your protein so you can have 20 to 30 grams at a meal and maybe 10 to 20 grams at a snack. If you're skipping meals, you need to cut that out. You got to eat protein uh, multiple times a day to really make sure you're meeting your needs. It is very, very hard to cram all of your protein into two or three meals. This is where people really get themselves into trouble. And if you're on a weight loss injection like Ozempic, I cannot emphasize the importance of eating protein all day, every day, in maybe smaller doses, depending on your appetite, but we have to be drinking shakes, we have to be eating protein, otherwise you really put yourself at long-term health risks, including losing muscle mass. And the consequences of losing muscle mass are (laughs) almost endless. Um, It can decrease your posture, your longevity. You could live to be old, but you won't be able to function very well without a lot of muscle. And once you hit 30 years old, if you start losing muscle, it's a lot harder to make up lost time and rebuild it. 20-year-olds don't have this issue the same way 40-year-olds do, or even perimenopausal or postmenopausal women. And men, once they hit about 50 or 60 and start to see that decline in testosterone, you have to be lifting weights consistently throughout your lifetime and eating high protein if you want to avoid the consequences. Practical six number tip Oh, wow. Practical tip number six, come on, Kate, is to drink more water. And I'm not talking sweetened beverages or water that's, you know, full of sugar or coffees that are sugary. We just need more fluid, period, that's unsweetened. If you can knock out the calories and the sugar from sweetened beverages, you're going to feel better. Whether your goal is weight loss or to stop having so many energy dips, if you're feeling like you have cravings or a dependency on sweet drinks, that's not healthy. We have to just knock those things out of your diet, at least habitually, and replace them with boring old water or unsweetened tea, unsweetened coffee, things that don't taste as exciting as other sugary beverages. You just need to drink water. It's so simple, uh, but it's very hard for people. I have this conversation at least a few times a month. I talk about uh, drinking more water and how to do it um, in episode 146, part two of weight loss as a lifestyle. But I really want people to have a minimum of 32 ounces before lunch and 32 ounces of water or fluid after lunch. If you're active, sweating, or working outside, or sitting in a sauna, you're going to need even more fluid than this. I mean, most people need more fluid than this, but this is a great place to start. I do tell people that unsweetened tea, water in your smoothies, and coffee can count as a fluid, but make sure these are um, maybe more supplemental to the 64 ounces total, because that's going to ensure you're getting enough liquid throughout the day. 
In fact, I just did a presentation for some truckers who um, a few of their people were at risk for heat exhaustion and dehydration because not many of them wanted to stop on their route to use the bathroom, so they just weren't drinking a lot of water. And the updated recommendations for women are at least 72 ounces of fluid per day and for men about 113 ounces per day. And that's just assuming that you're not really doing much. You know, if you're sweating, you will need more. And my seventh tip, I save the hardest for last, is not eating food in front of a screen. Not in front of TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or TV. And I'm putting this one in here acknowledging that this, out of all of the tips I've talked about today, is the hardest one for me personally. And it's one I'm consistently working on. But man, this is a good one, especially if you are a fast eater or you find yourself mindlessly eating and finishing a plate, not knowing where the time went or what the food even tasted like, and then you go back up for seconds um, or at least feel a little unsatisfied mentally. Instead of looking at something, pick one meal per day, whether it's lunch or dinner, the ones that you're more likely to watch TV in front of, and listen to something, eat with a person, call a friend. My exception is if you're on FaceTime, you can look at a screen, FaceTime someone to eat with, eat outside in nature, just looking at the landscape or the city or the cafeteria or the patio that you're eating on can entertain your brain and help you slow down eating, as can journaling while you eat. So if you want to combine maybe a journaling practice with lunchtime where you're writing out your goals or you're reflecting on whatever's going on uh, in your internal world, writing really slows down because it's hard to shove a fork in your mouth and hold a pen and think at the same time. And of course, if you're able, eating with a partner or friend also helps you slow down how fast you're eating because you're likely in conversation. This is going to help you eat less overall because you're slowing down, you're more mindful, and it's going to help you just enjoy your food. I hate when I spend a lot of time creating a really healthy, delicious, maybe complex dinner, and I hardly enjoy it because I'm distracted by whatever I'm watching on YouTube. Personally, that's my vice. So these are seven practical tips that will drastically change your life. If you like this episode, if you want seven more tips, if you have ideas, please let me know on Instagram at Nutrition Awareness. Give us a follow, give us a DM, and we will see you on the next episode.